Hello and welcome to another episode of the FPL Hangover Podcast where we raise a bar and lower the tone, all things FPL related. This week folks, in light of the recent coronavirus outbreak and in line with guidance from the World Health Organization, I will be foregoing the introduction. So with that in mind, please welcome my podcast partner in crime, Seamus. How are you getting on my friend? Yeah, not too bad. Why are you going the intro- introduction? Just coronavirus? Coronavirus, man. Yeah. They, they didn't do the handshakes. I think the least we could do is skip to the introduction. Oh, is that why you didn't shake my hand when I came exactly. to the door today? Yeah. I was going to nod at you vigorously for 10 to 15 seconds, mm. but I didn't think that would translate into the audio format. Yeah. Well, like kind of when you answered the door wearing a hazmat suit, I kind of got the idea that I you're take- taking these coronaviruses uh, fears no, seriously. Seriously, exactly. I take this shit seriously, Seamus. That's why there is a plastic partition between me and you for this episode tonight. And uh, you have a bit of a, a bit of a cough. So if you do uh, splutter throughout the episode, apologies. But I don't think it can be transmitted through the it's keyboards. It's season. It is coughing season. It is coughing season. I'm cough all over this mic for you to clean later. But uh, yeah, actually, that reminds me. I must clean the mic at some stage. <laughs> but with that in mind, Seamus, you know, we're talking about sicknesses. And uh, you seem to be down with a, 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 a certain... Bad case of the FPL fatigue syndrome. Oh, I thought you, were, you seem to be down with the sickness. Down, I wasn't going to do no. it, just a reference. Ooh, ah, ah, ah. No, I, uh, <laughs> yeah, I, um, yeah, I was only talking to you about this just before we started potting. Um, seeing a lot of people on the FPL community on Twitter talking about how they may be stepping away from pods. Um, it's not our place to kind of discuss that here about other pods and who may or may not be stepping away. So I don't want to throw out names or anything like that but a few friends of ours and a few other podcasts that i follow and listen to uh i can think of three at the moment who've uh, separate ones who've talked about taking time away or not maybe not being able to continue or things like that and uh you're down I, you're down in the dumps james yeah it's that time of year we um we notice that every year you see the mini leagues this is where people kind of go i'm not going to win my mini league a few people make a few mad punts some people might catch something but most people won't and then you notice that there's just a big gap between the top people in the mini leagues and the bottom. But even like I'm up near the top of our mini league and it's just been three. This is the fourth week in a row now where it's just kind of been a bit meh, not awful, yeah, but just very game week rank three million, you know, yeah. red, you know, small red arrow three weeks in a row, not going anywhere, waiting for this big chunky green arrow. And it's just, that gets tiring, man. And I can see why people are uh, one step away. Well, I'm in a completely contrasting mood, Seamus, because I am mm. after having a great week as it stands, even though I made quite the blunder, if you will, in uh, in the pre-minutes uh, before the, the game week, should I say. Mm. But yeah, so I'm having a pretty good week and uh, I've seen a 100k... 120k rise as it stands now to put this episode in context we are recording right after the Leicester hammering of Villa and uh, yeah so it's fresh in in my mind I'm I had Barnes and Vardy so I'm obviously a bit more upbeat you didn't have Barnes or Vardy and both me and the other uh, competitor in our mini league had at least one of them like Vardy so uh, it was all losses for you is my point is what I'm blattering about yeah and uh, I was uh, that was going to be my transfer last week was to get Vardy for Aguero you said um, it you said it three weeks ago yeah I was going to get Vardy and Barnes last week Those I was going to have both of them for fuck's sake I didn't even think of that I, only <laughs> was, thinking of, I was only thinking of Barnes and then when Vardy wasn't um, available 
which became leaked just before team news uh, came out just before uh, the deadline passed I said you know what I'm just going to hold on to Aguero so he's blanking and uh, made some other moves um, I think I got Bali in Bali got zero points that he week did. and he got, uh, even now he got me eight points this week but yeah last week did nothing and I uh, free transfer this week held on to Aguero again because it all of a sudden emerged that there was a double game week was that apparent by the time we were recording no, last week, no, no when we recorded last week, we didn't even know there was going to be a double. I think we recorded on Monday or Tuesday. Remember, they were confirming it very, very late, and it actually looked it was like Wednesday, I think, yeah. before they confirmed. It was like a week's notice. So I was like, you know what? I've got two city players. I'll hold KDB. I'll hold Aguero. Uh, Aguero hauled off before the 60th minute, yeah, like 58, 59. Yeah. Uh, so didn't uh, only got one point from him. Also, how many I, points are you on so far this week, Chance? 148. Okay, but so I was on 46 by the finish of the games on Saturday. And I had a nice like 30k green arrow showing Chelsea Everton game. Um, after that, very very. Uh, you got away with well, like, not just you, but we yeah. both got away with not having DCL this week. DCL, yeah, Richard. That was the only uh, quiet weeks. DCL was uh, Calvert Lewin was the one person I thought we could really hurt Richardson to a lesser extent, but um, it was all about hoping he did nothing. He did nothing, so I was happy with that. So I went into the United game, kind of going, you know what? I'm on a good 25k something green arrow here. Let's see what happens and. Would have liked to have gotten... Like, I'm still sitting here without Fernandez in my team. Yes, exactly. And he's the one player I want in my team, but I couldn't do it this week with just one transfer unless I worked it out. Unless I got rid of Salah, who mm. I wasn't get rid of, and he was my highest point scorer this week. De Bruyne, can't really get rid of him with a double game week. No. You know, even though there was doubts over his fitness... Um, and the only other and the only other way I could have done it was to take out Aguero for a minus four. Uh, and put that money and reinvest in midfield. And I wasn't getting rid of a double game week player for, you know, Manchester United's one no, of their hardest games of the season. Now, Bruno Fernandes went down. He scored six points, was it? Not Nothing huge, but his price is just going to go up and up. Yeah, and up. yeah. And the, I think another note was he assisted the man who's got, what, scored four of the last five game weeks now, Martial, who's That's right. got another score, uh, I think eight point return. Yeah, right? somebody who's playing with a smile on his face and yeah. only three maybe four weeks ago I uh, predicted he would basically go on a bad run of form now yeah. he's completely made made me look like a mug but he's uh, he's been playing well he's not getting any bonus points well he made you look like a mug maybe but I think he made a bigger mug out of me so to speak uh, because I was a fool who transferred him out this week and uh, if I was to I mean it wouldn't be too hard to pick my low point of the week I think as I said at the, the top of the show Bit of a blunder and uh, staring at the deadline basically on Saturday morning, news broke that Robertson wasn't going to be starting. So I don't know, but I snapped. Like it was, I think it was something like 11 28, 11 26. You can see in my fucking transfer history. I'm sitting there, I've been in work since 8 o'clock, pretty much just keeping one, you know, eye on the, the FPL news. It's dragging. And I'm thinking, you know what? My biggest mistake this season is making too many transfers, getting too close to it. It's not sticking with kind of my my original plans, kind of similar to your Aguero to Vardy, although, you know, I don't blame you for not making that transfer decision at the time with Vardy's injury. But like, fuck it, I'm not doing any transfers. That's it, I'm going to be going to be hold my breath this week and then make two transfers next week kind of get it all ready for game week 31 i yeah. even made my kind of strategy ahead i kind of know what i do and what i'm doing for that and we'll get into that a little bit later on <clears throat> yeah. but 10 or 11 28 comes 
I just couldn't. It was like a Ren and Stimpy episode, you know. I had my my fucking foreheads pulsating, sweat dripping down my fucking eyeballs. Not liking the look of this yeah. uh, Man City fixture. Yeah, I'm just like, no, 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 fuck it. I I'm going to get rid of him anyway for the blank. I'm pushing towards not having to play any chips in free in game week 31. I'm just going to grin and bear it, take it on the chin, as we say in this episode or in this uh in this podcast. And uh, what did you do? I got rid of Martial. I fucking got rid of Martial, and I got rid of Sayunku. Four. Doherty, who I did, who I criticised in the last episode for Doherty and uh, Sar, game like stepping towards my team that I want for the the blanks in thirty one. I'm focusing on three wolves, and uh, <coughs> oh, there we go, there we go. We started. Uh, if I come out with six, Seamus, oh my god! I'm don't don't apologise to them. Apologise to me. I didn't apologise at all. I just coughed into my t-shirt. I'm sorry, but either way, getting back to normality. Uh, yeah. I fucked up. Shouldn't have got rid of Martial, and I shouldn't have got rid. Of, I should have just kept my fucking free transfer, and I'd be on even more of a a blinder of a week. Well, Sayanchu Doherty worked out the same. They both got clean sheets. Um, but, you probably kind of could have predicted uh, Aston Villa wouldn't score against Everton, probably, but you probably wanted Doherty for his attacking returns. That was pretty much it. And uh, Sarah, who played amazing last week, and you're probably thinking, look, Martial against Man City, can they do it? Now it was a lovely inventive. Goal Man City, Spurs, and a blank. Was an but even then, it was an Ederson fuck up that allowed that goal. Ederson should be saving that. Uh, yeah, I agree. Great, great piece agree. of invention, you know, taken really quickly. But you know, he's got he's that he's got down to that. He should be getting down and keeping it out. Yeah. So it squirmed underneath him, and he, he did a Jordan Pickford on it. Yeah, and then mm-hmm. his second goal, his second goal he gave to Scott McTominay was amazing as well. Yeah, I'd uh, like to just threw it straight to him. A complete balls up uh, from the goalkeeper, but you know, fair play to, to McTominay for taking that first time. And, yeah. Uh, he fucking like just stuck it. Do you know yeah. what I mean? And I was like, okay, fair enough. Two nil, and uh, right then and there, you've seen the pictures of their, of their celebration. That's why the avoiding of the handshakes was completely unnecessary. I know, yeah, you yeah know? they're all just slobbering all over slobbering each other. Slobbering yeah. all over each other. But uh, yeah, so that was my low point, uh, Seamus. I dare to ask you your low point, but you seem to be my low point was probably tonight. Um, yeah. To be honest, because uh, I was doing okay all week, you know the. Aguero coming off in the 58 minute or so was probably close to it because KDB I basically so what you're referring to with tonight is the Leicester beating Villa in which Harvey Barnes got what was it James? Harvey Barnes ended up at 19 points boom the option I went for last week instead of Harvey Barnes Ayose Perez got 0 points because he didn't no even come point. off the bench yeah. now if KDB doesn't play in the Arsenal game then that means I'm going to get um Lascelles points off the bench so I'm hoping that'll happen but KDB will probably get a couple of minutes but 19 points for Harvey Barnes 19 points for Harvey Barnes when I could have easily had him last week the, I, I said it on this last week's or two weeks ago's pod probably going to get in Harvey Barnes and Vardy did neither of them they both combined for 30 points Vardy you coming have, off the bench tonight on Vardy the coming off minutes. the bench yeah. two goals yeah it was 1-0 when I came over to this house and I was like hey look Harvey Barnes is on 9 points fair play ends up getting uh, an assist for winning a penalty for uh, him and his, uh, for Vardy which was debatable it comes off his shoulder but VAR being VAR isn't checking to see is it a penalty is checking for a clear and obvious error off his shoulder yeah he's leaning towards but you're allowed to shoulder it's not a clear ball. and obvious error though. never used to be a problem with shouldering the ball yeah like, again before last like maybe last season they started kind of punishing shoulders but it used to be I remember Balotelli shouldering the ball I don't think the, the referee thinks he shouldered the ball is the point 
the referee thinks he handballed it and yeah. I would agree with you it, it is a shoulder and I think Varev looks and went yeah it's probably a shoulder but I can see why the ref is thinking handball so not obvious error that's but a var debate that we're not getting into but it's we're not getting into it's stupid it is it's, stupid because it's, 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 <laughs> it should be clear and obvious what's a handball and what's an arm like so where the arm starts so it should be that should be very much uh, clear and obvious there's a distinction okay I can see why he thinks it hits his shoulder or hits his arm, but it hits his shoulder. Anyway, it's but a super rule. They're double, not checking for it. Double digit haul for Verdi. Yeah. 11 points. So 30 points for you. <sighs> Sitting here watching you celebrating them. I think I was pretty humble. No, you were definitely were. You're yeah. very respectful, Jer. You're, uh, but I was there kind of going, God damn it. Because it was, and it was more, so less the Verdi. I didn't even think of the Verdi thing that I was going to get him last week. It's, it's just that I can't win this season in a way. Now I'm doing great. I'm doing grand this year. I'm, I'm still marginally sure couple, ahead of you, I'm but you sure a couple of episodes ago we were talking about you on like ten out of eleven green arrows or something like that. Man, you had a that was really like good six weeks ago at this stage. Yeah, you know I went off on a ooh, my phone dropped. Your uh, brand new phone. <clears throat> better not cracked. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, but I went off and uh, I went off and uh, like just being in the middle of the range for the last few weeks so my wild card worked out well the first week ever since then it's been nothing Um, and I've been screwed this side of Christmas we'll say by sticking with players I was being screwed previous to Christmas by not sticking with players by getting off players too early like KDB and now since then I'm like no I'm going to stay with patient with the likes of Ings who hasn't been informed the last four or five weeks who's been uh, you know was doing major stuff for me before Christmas well you know? Shame is it's the it's the nature of the beast. It is the FPL way. You're damned if you do, and you're damned if you don't. But we're kind of focusing on all the the negative aspects. You have to have a shining light there somewhere this week. Yeah. So that was my my low point anyway, and I'll move off that. Um, my high point this week actually probably was McTominay. Nothing to do with FPL, you know, as an option, but probably Mac that McTominay goal. Yeah. Uh, it was just uh, a lot of Schadenfreude for that, you know, for you know. Ederson and Man City and no completely I mean yeah. like look it's it's been tough being a Man United fan for a couple of years and we gotta enjoy it while it lasts scoring a goal from 35 <laughs> yards out yeah you know. even if there is no goalkeeper yeah. but uh, just, similar just to Barnes seeing... first one tonight thanks yeah. to a, a rain of fuck up we didn't go into the, the Leicester Aston Villa match too much but yeah it was basically points all around for Leicester and Villa looking absolutely abject but uh, yeah I see we're, we're still buzzing after the menu the Manchester Derby there at the weekend. Yeah. Uh, pity none of us saw any points in our FPL teams from yeah. it. But it kind of means we can properly enjoy the game. Uh, with the with the exception of maybe I was a bit worried about a, of Aguero. Do you know? Because a lot of people would have still had him. You had him. Uh, but he was pretty quiet. It has uh, to be said they still have a game against Arsenal. They do. Goal, and it's so. kind of why I remained relatively humble tonight. was uh, Because in the back of my head... You don't, you know, sell. You don't count your chickens before they hatch. Mm-hmm. And uh, Aguero does have that second game against Arsenal. But what I would say is, he went off fifty-eight minutes ice pack on the leg. Do you think? I mean, nah, I'd say he's going to be rested next game. So? Now it's what I think. I mean, just the way It'd sum up your week. <laughs> it would just kind of sum up. I mean, I went like as I said, nice green arrow, looking like uh, end of Saturday's games, and I was like, all right, there's like two Sunday games, there's a Monday game, and there's a game there on Wednesday uh, the City game but I was like okay I've got three players two of which are playing twice to go this should be a nice green arrow Everton uh, Chelsea game did nothing for my rank United game knocked it down a bit this game tonight has hurt it quite a bit because the amount of Vardy owners if Vardy not starting that looked like grand nice one pointer coming off the bench maybe gets a goal but no he ends up getting 11 points Mm. Um, and that Aguero injury 
because they've got such important games. And Pep Guardiola has come out and said that they have important games in the Cups coming up. Mm-hmm. He's uh, mentioned the Real Madrid game and he's mentioned the Newcastle FA Cup game. He's not mentioned the Arsenal game. But he has not mentioned the league games at all. So this is why KDB is probably going to be rested and not risked. And if he's not going to risk him, then he's got a big enough squad. He's probably not going to risk Aguero. Yeah. Which means my double get my two double game week City players, which I held on to, are probably going to combine for a score of one. Now, I'm only saying that because I'm pessimistic. Because the last time I um, we recorded a pod where City were playing uh, a late game. Yeah. You can. And have... I captained Aguero, and he was going to be my big my big differential. He only went and missed the penalty that game to get me double zero. So and you got away without having to record, record a pod, you know, with that in with that stress and trauma. Yeah, <laughs> and I'm going to probably get away with it here now as well. And because uh, I, I just I looked at it, if he scored a 19 point haul against Arsenal, which he won't, but if he did score something like a 19 point haul, he would still be a failure in regards to my uh, wild cards. He's gotten me. Five oh, points yes. yeah. in the four weeks I've had him so far. Um, yeah, so I mean, or five points in the five weeks I've had him, or something like that, or something. Like, something's shite anyway. So even if he gets nineteen points, it's going to be still only an average of like five points a game or something over that. It's for his prices, useless. Yeah. One of the worst points per games per million in my team. So I guess that's why we're gonna have to, you know, talk about what your plans moving forward are. But before we get to that, uh, my high point. Seamus, I've kind of blanked right now. But oh yeah, no, I remember this straight away. Uh, boom, go me. Penalty save. You only get a few of them a season uh, if you're lucky. And I got my first one of the season with McCarthy this week. Outstanding performance from the man. 12 point return even though they didn't keep a clean sheet. Uh, yeah, I I think that has to be my high point. It's those little things, as I said, I don't really imagine I'll get another penalty save before the end of the season. You can't really, you don't know ever when you're going to get him anyway. You had McCarthy on the bench this week. You also got a clean sheet for your yeah. keeper. But uh, Henderson couldn't rival 12 point return. And it was an insane performance because I think you even, we were chatting in the in the group and he was on a crazy amount of save points before they'd even lost their clean sheet. Yeah, he, was on, he was on uh, six uh, saves. Yeah. Before halftime, um, thanks to in part to one amazing triple save he made, which kept it out. Then obviously the penalty save and a few more. So I was like, man, if he keeps clean sheet, he's on for like 16, maybe 17 or 18 points. Mm. Now, Southampton tightened up after that. And I don't think he had another save point for the second half. Well, Southampton, let it be said, did suffer a red card. Gineppo mm-hmm. being sent off, uh, reducing them down to 10 men. And you kind of mentioned that one of your contenders for low points of the week was... Danny Ings being moved over to the left wing uh, in a game where you really fancy he could get something, you know? Well, he did nothing, and it was only... I didn't really, I didn't see the game. I just saw match of the day highlights, and it's not really going to show average positionings and stuff mm. like that. But, yeah, basically, the average position map shows that after red card, he basically played more on the left. Yeah. <clears throat> and he was uh, you know, asked to track back and stuff like that. And Newcastle, it must be said, were very, very attacking. They really should have had a few goals, um, like, you know, at least the penalty, um, but a couple more as well. And, yeah, look, it is it is what it is. Um, St. Maximin, he did get the goal in the end. Yeah. Uh, is he an option in FPL? You mentioned him. Yeah, yeah. I have him uh, in my draft team. Yeah. He's coming off the bench for 10 points. Um, I like him in that price bracket. If you're looking, shopping around the 
5.5 million mark or whatever he is and might be a good replacement for Adama Traore home matches against Sheffield United at blank in 31 and then away to Bright, or to Bournemouth and at home to West Ham yeah, yeah not bad all of these uh, shopping list players that we're looking at there all you depends have to, on your strategy yeah it? it all depends on what you're doing for game week 31 and, and with that in mind Seamus perfect segue what are you looking at with game week 31 now I don't I just want to kind of go over this briefly because I will know a lot more after the you know well I suppose what you're doing for game week 31 is pretty much right upon us right now yeah I'm thinking more about 34 and 37 because I have them all in my head uh, but yeah with 31 in mind Seamus what is your plan uh, well, the way it is right now, I've got two game week, um, two tra- free transfers this coming week, and then obviously with thirty one the week after, it means I'd have another one. So I'd have three transfers. Um, as it stands, I have three Wolves and three Liverpool players in my team, and uh, that's it. So I have six. So I could get to nine. Wouldn't have a playing keeper. I could take hits and stuff like that. I could swap out McCarthy for Pope, for example, um, and get to yeah ten maybe with a hit. That's probably loads. Or just play with nine. Could do that. But one of those players is Traore, who you know, has a dislocated shoulder, um, isn't really starting. Came off the bench again this week. I think he's minutes to be managed. They're still in Europa League. Kind of feels like I'm only on five players. And all the players that I want to get in, like I want to get, like I can't do much with my team until I get rid of Aguero. Aguero's mm. been an awful move because it's made me hold other players because I can't, do price, anything yeah. until I get rid of him yeah. and he did a double game week and things like that and you've now committed to a premium <clears throat> price bracket which is kind yeah. of where and it's, it's really limiting myself and the forwards have been pretty much off the last few weeks there hasn't been a whole lot happening so ideally what I want to do is I want to get rid of Aguero free up that money upgrade someone like Traore to Bruno, uh, Bruno Fernandes um, and then but there's no one really in that forward position I looked at it. There's like no forwards. And we've got questions on this mm-hmm. in a while. There's not really a whole lot of forwards there that, you know, inspire a lot of confidence. So what you're looking at basically then is free hit. I'm thinking I'm going to free hit in game week 31 because all the players I want to get in in the next, uh, this game week and going forward are players I want to keep going forward. Like, as I said, Bruno Fernandez. Yeah. He's not playing in game week 31. So what am I going to just wait until 30, game week 32 to start getting these players in? I think I'm just going to start making moves now. I could downgrade, for example... Um, Aguero to someone like Aubameyang and have him for Brighton away and then Norwich at home in 32 and then I could just free hit in, in 31 so that's what I'm thinking I might do yeah fair enough and uh, you don't have a wild card let it be said no I did I used my wild card five game weeks ago now and I'm happy enough now that I've given enough time I can say it was poor use of the wild card just hasn't so? worked out yeah I can say it now game week one it's it now quite often what'll happen is I'll have a poor first game week. And you had about it, two or three decent enough game weeks. Just one, just the one. All red arrows after that. One, Ooh. one big chunky green arrow. Have my rank from what 120k down to about 60, 61k, Which and is, then yeah. it's just been dead by a thousand cuts since then. And a lot of it's got to do, as I said, because Aguero has been absolutely dreadful. Traor has been dreadful, and I haven't had the funds to move other players around in my team, and I've had to make compromises like going for Bali instead of Doherty and things like that. And well, I'm happy that that we have kind of alternating approaches to game week 31 because one of the reasons I made my decision to take a hit this week was because I decided like I'm not free hitting in game week 31. I think that there's basically 
I just don't really like the the yeah. amount of matches, the kind of matches there. There's not enough big teams playing. You, ha- I have, I can get Liverpool and Wolves are the two main teams I want. Mm-hmm. I already have more than enough Liverpool players. Part <laughs> of the thing as well is like I've got. Liverpool. You can never have enough. But yeah, I, have I, enough. I would like. Um, I I want to have three Wolves players, and I yeah. do. But I haven't got the Wolves players I want to have. Yeah, you want Doherty. You know, I want Doherty. I don't want Bali, and I uh, don't want Traore. Yeah. You know, I'd rather have Jota up there as well, or someone like that, or a second Wolves defender, possibly. Yeah. But it's uh, so part of me is kind of I. A lot of people are taking the option that you're talking about, which is what we call dead ending. Dead ending. Who's we? And why wasn't on I the, uh, of this? on the on the the royal we the Twitter community the. Uh, people on the web you know reddit forums and things yeah, like the that interwebs <laughs> yeah they say they call it dead ending it's commonly known as dead ending which is building your team and using your transfers to have these players for a certain game week and we is did, that ripped off from something else dead ending i'm sure it's a i didn't come up with it so you'd have to ask no you didn't look come on seamus what are you bringing <clears throat> to this fucking episode cough cough and cough I, can, I know <clears throat> you're fucking you're bringing illness so uh yeah uh, that's one way of doing it but when i did that last year as i said i lost a lot of points in the build-up to it by bringing in players in suboptimal game weeks just because i wanted them for one game week and then those players didn't do anything in that game week anyway yeah and i overlooked players with good fixtures in the build-up to it and that's something i was very wary of not doing this year and but that's why i would point out the Liverpool Wolves thing is regardless of them playing playing in game week 31 I would have had those guys it's not like I'm bringing like 50% of the team I would have had regardless of a blank it's yeah. kind of what is different from last year where it was like as you said you didn't want them other than the blank this year you're kind of looking at having five of them blank or no blank it could be I mean it also could be good just for that game in Game week 31 to have Mane and Salah instead of having double Liverpool defence. Yeah. So it could be allowing me to just kind of go, you know what, maybe I want Firmino. Maybe I want to have a, a taste of Firmino for a week. Hmm. See how that tastes. Not Firmino, though, because I'm not a fan of his returns this season. No, no. But, yeah, you know what I mean? It allow me to change it up. And I know a lot of people are saying there's not a lot of points to be had this week, but... Uh, in that particular week. But, uh, no, I think that's my strategy. I'm... 80% certain mm. that's what I'm going to do. Fair enough, fair enough. Uh, well, with that in mind, Seamus, I think there is one game week left before the blank. Uh, game week 30. Pff, I'm sure that's got a load of, a load more shit to throw at us before we even get to the blank. So let's... Uh, let's focus on that. Let's focus on that. Uh, and I suppose let's get down to the, the nitty gritty and see what the people want to talk about. I believe it's time for the drunk tank. <laughs> Yes, sir. A uh, few different questions here, and as I said, some of them are a kind of reoccurring theme. I touched on it a while ago. People aren't very happy with their forwards at the moment. Not yeah. a whole lot of options. I have, I, you know, I suppose I'm probably a bit. I disagree with that, but we'll get into that when we get to the question. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Well, I get your take on it in a moment. Um. So we've kind of one of the questions is from uh, FPL Rogue at FPL Rogue, and he's asked. Um, are forward options the least attractive section of our FPL squads at the minute? Um, if not, what forwards would you recommend? And he has put in the caveat that he, not Vardy. <laughs> now, I'm not sure if he put that in there before Vardy has scored two goals. Maybe he has, but uh, he already has Vardy. Yeah. I, I know that's the reason why he's saying So, um, Tom Moriarty, which is at one Tom Moriarty, has asked, uh, give me the best Ings replacement. Already has uh, Jimenez and Vardy. So, I mean, there's guys here not happy with the forwards. Ings, I think he's blanked in four of his last five. And you've got... Uh, what else have you got there? Yeah, any other forward options other than Vardy? Can you yeah. think of any? I mean, well, I've already said 
Aguero is shite, so I think rule him out. You can rule him out fair enough. I think between the fact that City have pretty much given up on the league, the blank, That's and it. his rotation with Jesus, I do think Aguero for his prices is pretty much... Lovely fixture this week, but I'm going to sell him because I don't think, I'm not confident he'll play at all against Burnley. Probably scored a fucking four goals now, but ugh. I suppose you can wait and see how the match goes at least against Arsenal. Um, no transfers will be made until after the Arsenal. Yeah. But uh, getting back to the questions, like first of first of all, there's one man that's kind of would definitely be kind of the proof that forwards still exist in FPL, and I think that's Raúl Jiménez. Mm-hmm. I think that. I was a bit sceptical of Wolves this season. Uh, I thought maybe with the Europa League, it would be kind of a second syndrome kind of effect. It slowed down. And I didn't know how Jimenez would carry on from his stormer last year, especially with the price rise of 2 million. I think he has completely shut me up in terms of, like, he is a goal scorer, simple as if Wolves are giving him chances, he'll put him away. Absolutely. Uh, and I think he'd do that for the majority of teams in the league. So I think straight away he's one striker option just gone. I, I, I spent too much this season yeah. without him in his. Yeah, I believe he's got 21 goals this season in all competitions. Now they're playing Europa League, so yeah. he's got a lot of them there. He's already matched last year's total goals. He's got 13 goals and 6 assists. Last season he finished with 13 goals, 10 assists. Um, you know, he's on course to bypass what he did last year yeah exactly um, and I think in like straight away as far as I'm concerned for next season he's my first striker in the door Raul yeah it would be uh, obviously depending on fixtures and price if this coronavirus wipes <laughs> us out I don't know Seamus about price because I'm thinking what could they put if they put him up to 9.5 next year what do I does that put me off him I don't think, I think it does so. yeah. well he's up to 8 million now and he started off the season at 7.5 he stayed at seven point. Well, he actually went down to seven, as low as seven point one, as recently as game week ten. Mm. But he's worked his way back up there. I think he'll start next year at eight point five, ish. Plus, plus or minus point five. But yeah. uh, I think you know you got the the reason I'm saying it's not necessarily dependent on him is because of the player we all started with this season instead of him, Diego Jota. Diego Jota, which is kind of like a tangent to him and as I actually think he's a he's quite a good option right now he's someone I'm looking at bringing in for that game week 31 blank mm-hmm. uh, I've with Traore's kind of shoulder being I think it's fair to say his shoulder's going to have to be managed a little bit with the injuries over the last three game weeks and mm-hmm. and beyond a little bit uh, he came on this week bit of a cameo now I will say this when he came on the whole team picked up he's a bright he fucking has like he just completely lifted the team and when he's on he looked completely dangerous like I was kind of going oh fuck maybe he does as Jamie Vardy did uh, you know gets a a goal or an assist he didn't uh, thank fuck and it's a one point waiting to come off your bench Seamus so fair enough I think that rules him out and I think it makes the two up top with Jonathan and Jimenez a lot more likely and a lot more now, I suppose you could say that them drawing 0-0 against Brighton is kind of an argument against it, but I do think it's more like uh, kind of a more likely scenario for Wolves going forward between now and the end of the season. They have a tendency to do that against uh, in home games where they're playing teams who sit back and say, come at me, brah. Yeah. And uh, I don't think West Ham are going to do that. A, they're away to West Ham. West Ham are going to be at home, need wins. West Ham will come at them, which will leave them space to yeah. uh, to counterattack and I think like with Traor out we know what Traor is like with pace you know perfect for counterattacks um, if he's going to be out 
you mentioned already, it's more likely they're going to play two up front with uh, Himness and Jota. Yeah. And those two dovetail perfectly like uh, at the break. They're just very intelligent. They know kind of how to find each other. I mean, I think there, there's goals in that game. And then home against Bournemouth. Uh, Bournemouth rubbish. Villa then. We saw Villa tonight. It's an interesting pairing because I can't really remember. Now, maybe I'm just forgetting something really obvious. But I can't remember the last time I had two strikers from the same team in my FPL team. It's yeah. been a while. Because not many you know? players, uh, not many teams play with uh, the two, two forwards front, anyway, yeah. or, or, or three. But there's one option straight away, kind of going back to the questions on what the strikers are. Jota is a good option. He's uh, a good option. Jimenez is, a, is your is your solid option, I think, striking-wise. I think a lot and, of people have Jimenez, though. Yeah, I do. But, I mean, the question is, like, are, you know, looking at rogue side of it, like, are, is it our most unfavorable kind of part of our teams? For me, my least enjoyable part of my team right now is my midfield. I think, like, with the likes of Asale Mane automatically take up a spot. So mm-hmm. there's no choice in that. You're kind of condemned to picking one of them. Uh, KDB, for me, is the best player, one of the best midfielders in Europe. Mm-hmm. So I'm going to want him in my team. And then the rest are all, like, they come in and they come out. And I take a chance here and there. I got some goals off Ar- Ali. got some goals off Martial. Grealish was a decent option for a while until Villa turned to muck and uh, their heads are dropping now a little bit yeah so i mean for me midfield is to, to look at Ro- to answer rogue's question is is my least uh, favorite part at the moment i don't know if you'd agree with that i actually have been very dissatisfied with my midfield of late as well yeah yeah because i said grealish trail with stuff striking with the strikers like i'm we're getting fucked over a little bit i'm getting <coughs> fucked over a little bit with the likes of jamie vardy being rested for ages you got boned by aguero but i think like the likes of Yang. He's proven to me over the last season and three quarters or whatever it is now that he's going to score goals he's as well. Finisher. He's a clinical finisher. I mean, he's he's uh, instant replay from Olympiacos might disagree with that, but <laughs> that's going to haunt him for the rest of his own career. He'll let him carry that cross. In terms of FPL, that 32 fixture against Norwich is screaming. He might be, yeah, option. he might be playing kind of further out left, but he only needs. <clears throat> He only needs one or two chances in the box to score one or two goals. He's very clinical. Mm. Um, it was something that we were saying a lot of last year. I think he scored like eight shots in a row or seven shots in a row. And people were like, he can't keep up this uh, rate of return. Um, and it regressed to the mean, but it still ended up being above the mean. Still, yeah, he's, yeah. He's just scores a he's, high percentage of his chances. He's still the Golden Boost uh, winner last exactly. year. And he's, you and know, he's not great. a million miles off of this If year. you can afford him, I mean... Two of his next three games are, are great, and uh, mm. Arsenal look like they've they've got a bit more goals in them now and stuff as well. A player I would shout out, um, you know, just for Tom there, he already has Jimenez and Vardy, and you've mentioned Jota as a great option. Uh, I really have been looking at where I'm going to go from Aguero, and I've been struggling to find someone. The one player that interests me is uh, Chris Wood for mm. Burnley. Yes. Not a great fixture this week, way to Man City. I may go for him anyway, just because I got to put that money somewhere. And that position somewhere, I want to come down, give myself more flexibility in midfield. After that, he plays Watford at home in game week 31. Great fixture. Probably the one forward you want in this game week, that game week after Jimenez. Then Crystal Palace away, Sheffield United at home, West Ham away. Yeah, Crystal Palace and Sheffield United have good defences and don't give up a whole lot. Um, but, you know, Burnley don't really generally score more than one or two. When they do, he often seems to be the one that does it and often seals the bonus as well. He's having a great season uh, from uh, his own, you know, personal point of view. He's, I think it's his highest ever points total or highest ever goal total. He's been a, a pretty common a common occurrence in the puck follows this year, Chris yeah. Wood. And he's uh, he's always come in when people have picked him. So I'm looking at Chris Wood, if I'm honest. Any other forwards that you can, I mean, I, uh, Callum Wilson maybe for 
Bournemouth's not really too attractive for me. You're really going on fixtures more than anything there. See, yeah, I think why I'm not so uh, kind of anti-forward right now, and I know Rogue isn't being anti-forward, for example, but, you know, if I'm just kind of to play extreme for a second, why I'm not so against the forward line is that there's kind of room for uh, artistic license. Do you know, like, I've seen people with forward lines. Like, this week we talked about the guy who's top of our mini-league. I didn't know he's forward line because it kind of changes a bit. Mm. I didn't know if he still had, had Vardy because people have been shipping Vardy out in their droves. Uh, and this week he came good for those who held on. Now, it doesn't come close to, you know, what they were hoping for over the last couple of game weeks. But yeah. it whatever will kind of soften the cough for a little while. Uh, so... I didn't know what they had. I didn't know who if people have Dominic Calvert-Loon, which we've mentioned. Yeah, let's talk about a few of these other options. Which and that's the man at the moment at the minute. Really, he I know he's blank this week. Just gone. He had one big chance. So he's blank against Chelsea, and now he's coming up home against Liverpool. Blank home in Leicester away to Spurs. Like everything have been kind of on a rough run of fixtures of late anyway. Haven't they? Yeah, they have, and they've still got those coming up, as you said. So uh, I don't know. I'm happy to say often, but he is an option. Like I don't think, I think basically right now FPL is becoming bogged down with strategies and forward planning, mm. and uh, it's that time of the season. So it's kind of hard to, you know, kind of look at punts because no punt. You're all in the back of your mind. You're always going to have well, has he has a punt that, that plays in this exactly, game week. Yeah. exactly. So everything is fucking. There's parameters left, right, and center right now. But uh, looking at forwards, Tom and Rogue, uh, I look forward to seeing what you do. Yeah. See what you did there, Seamus? Look forward. Look forward, forward. Uh, uh, I look striker. You what did. you do? Yeah. Completely sandbag me. Um, sandbag me. Yeah, because I didn't get it for a minute. No. Um, next question. <clears throat> move on to the next question. You don't want to talk about other striking options? Pookie? No. You know, Halaire? I think we've, these done, guys... we've done. Next okay, question. Moving on, okay. Um, we have a few tonight. Uh, we have a few. We have yeah. a few. Um... Yeah, so a lot of the rest of the questions are kind of related to um, Game Week 31. The next one is from Liam. Uh, Liam is uh, playing a free-hitting in Game Week 31. He's already used his second wildcard. He's saying, is he doing the right thing stockpiling players who blank in 31 minus Liverpool players? Okay, so, you know, this is kind of the plan I was talking about, the strategy I was talking about. If you have decided you're going to uh, go for Game Week 31 with the free hit, should you be going in for players that are going to blank in Game Week 31? What do you think? Um, just because you're free hitting, I think the beauty of the free hit is you don't need to like you just don't need to be worried about thirty one at all if you're free hitting in it. Do you get me? So that's basically a weight off your mind. Is kind of the biggest advantage of the free hit is the fact that you know come game week thirty one you're gonna be you're gonna have the freshest team, you're gonna have the most up to date team news, and everything after that. I wouldn't be worried about like what's like stockpiling players. No, the reason um, I'm ta- I think it's a good idea what yeah. you're talking about, and one of the reasons I'm talking about doing it as well, Liam, is everyone that you get in who has a blank, or like I was going to say, but in the game weeks intervene before that, but really there's only this game week. Yeah. If uh, everyone you get in this game week who's blanking in 31, and all the players you have this week who are blanking in 31, they're going to have a double game week at a later time. So you know already you've got a double game week, a future double game week with these players on your hands. Uh, now, whether that's going to be in game week 34, you know, thir- you know, possibly 32 so or 37. So for the likes of someone who doesn't have a wild card like yourself, this yeah. is why that strategy kind of makes a bit this of sense. This is why I'm kind of thinking of it. So yeah. if I want to, like, you know, whatever about Liverpool, I kind of want to hold on to Liverpool players anyway. Not going to get rid of all my Liverpool players when there's double game weeks coming on. Uh, probably not anyway. Um, 
now they might have the league wrapped up and it might be pointless. So maybe that could be in five weeks' time we could be talking about get rid of those Liverpool players. But right now, I'm only interested in getting rid of my Man City players. But like, let's look at some of the teams, for example. Arsenal are blanking. So you're definitely going to think, be thinking, you know what, Aubameyang, if I got him in this week for um, Aguero, yeah. then I'd have him for game week 30 away to Brighton. And then I'd have him at home to Norwich, knowing as well he's going to have a double game week at a later time coming up. Completely. So yeah. that's why I'm thinking he could be a good option. Um, obviously, Man City fall into that as well, but Man City seem to have abandoned the league, or at least Pep has. Uh, Leicester players as well. You get a Leicester player in a nice game against Watford. Chelsea are a team that interests me. And just to touch on strikers again, I know we were asked them a moment ago. Giroud is somebody I would really like to get in my team right now if it wasn't for, you know, Tammy Abraham due to come back you know after the international break and stuff like that so that's someone I can't really go for and I can't really endorse mm. but other Chelsea players could be the players I want to might want to punt on for the rest of the season the likes of um, Mason Mount go back to Mason Mount something like that mm. don't know if I want to go to Pedro but you know maybe Alonso people talking about going to Alonso things like that well looking at like Liam's question there he mentions that he's already used his second wild card as well so he is in a very similar situation as yourself. Mm. And to be honest with James, I think that's a fantastic answer. For someone that's in the same kind of boat as Liam right now, like, I do think that's a great... Uh, I think it's point. the right thing. The yeah. fact that you, like, as you said, it's something I've been 100%, 100 honest with you, I haven't really considered, that if you have those players in the blank in Game Week 21, you are guaranteed a double Game Week at some stage. Yeah, it's saving you a future down the uh, transfer down the line. And yeah. that's another thing with Bruno Fernandes. Get him in now. Going to have him for a double further down the line. They're playing Spurs away. Spurs ain't been great. United aren't good away from home so much, but like... Well, half the reason I got rid of Martial this week is because I wanted to switch to Fernandes. Yeah. So I was like, you know what? I'm going to go with the Fernandes side of things. He's on penalties. You're going to do his set plays. Yeah. So I was like, I'll just do it now, this week. Oh, you and I agreed now that Fernandes is, is essential, it? basically? I wouldn't say he's essential. I don't well, think I, United... I, yeah, as essential as essential. You know, no, one, no one's essential, but like... Is he not top of your shopping list right now? He's top of mine. I think in terms of like form, he's like so high up there right now that, yeah, I'm. I feel like I'm blinded by being a Man United fan. To be honest with you, so to me, I'm like, yeah, totally. You know they're playing fucking great, but you know in reality, I'm like, are they? playing that much better than Sheffield United <laughs> like yeah, uh, Wolves there, do you get yeah. me they are though that's the thing well, I, I'm like you I'm kind of like I don't want uh, to sue things one mm. you know I'm not really somebody who's uh, superstitious but one I'm like I don't want to get him into my team in game week one and break the fucker and him turn out to be a complete dud yeah so there's that and uh, yeah two I'm kind of like uh, well, no, it was just one, really. Yeah. <laughs> That's we're, the main thing. I don't want to jinx him. Yeah, we're going to uh, have to do a end-of-season list of players that we broke as the season went along. Players who were on incredible runs of form, and as soon as we got him in, oh, yeah, yeah. dove off a cliff. Man, we want you two episodes for that. <laughs> uh, so, yeah, but he's like, again, he's like somebody you'd want to go in. So I think, to answer your question simply, Liam, yes, I think if you are definitely decided you're free-hitting a game with 31, get players in, you know, are blanking, mm. uh, because you don't have to worry about that, you know, I'm not saying sell players who've got a double game week. I'm yeah. just saying uh, make sure you get the good players in. Seconded, seconded. Yeah. Here, 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 here. Um, the other question is that we have related to kind of game week 31 is from Kean, who's at FPL Uncorked, and he has asked Spurs versus West Ham. That appears to be the least spoken about fixture in game week 31. I'm not yeah. seeing a whole lot about it. Um, is there any players we'd recommend from either of these two teams um, with a greater focus on a non-free hit team? So he's not free hitting. Uh, from the sound of it any players there you'd want that you know you'd like to keep long term 
Yeah, see, I mean, I think it sounds like Kean, and it's hard to mention him without mentioning that he was last year's Irish uh, number one. <laughs> yeah, but, 23 uh, or. 23 or. No, abs- sorry, 27th overall. Yeah, yeah. absolutely fantastic. But, uh, oh, I believe the uh, the cat is at the window. Seamus, if you would do the honours of letting Joseph in while I answer this question for dear old Kean. But, yeah, no, basically, I'm not looking at the Spurs versus West Ham fixture. I'm looking at probably all of the other fucking ones. And if I'm making a mistake or not, I don't know. Uh, Seamus, you? I've left no. you left you hanging dry left there. hanging. Yeah. <clears throat> Cat's at the window and the wolves at the door. Yeah. And Cat he's is saturated. He's absolutely saturated. Okay. Yeah, um, yeah we normally pause the pod when, yeah. when an animal comes involved here. That's quite Joe. Yeah. Um, We're keeping this one organic. Man. Players from either of those two teams, I mean, uh, uh, initial thoughts are... From speaking and inter- interacting with people who are Spurs fans, uh, they are totally dead set against yeah. any Spurs players. Yeah. Anyone I've uh, interacted with has just been like, I think anyone who's watched them play would probably. Feel yeah, the same. they've been very, very poor. Now that said, now that first half against Burnley this week, what they were, that was one of the worst performances I think I've ever seen from Spurs. And I tweeted at the time, I was like, this is like latter uh, era Mourinho at United. Isn't you know, it at the isn't end it of days at United? Like it's just it, like that. It feels like latter. It feels like Mourinho for the last five fucking six years. Even when he came back to Chelsea for that second stint. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Spurs look. They did improve though. They did, but they look absolutely poisoned right now in terms yeah. of uh, the the atmosphere. There are options there. I wouldn't be buying some of these players per se, but per I would. Se. Be, you know, I don't know if I would want to buy, for example. Ali just seems too expensive when yeah. you know Bruno's in around that price. Um, I guess you could go to him and think you know you could switch to Bruno if you don't have him. Um, Bergwine seems a bit expensive as well. So uh, he's even starting half time. If I was to look for an attack in Spurs option, it's Bergwine is who I'd be looking at. I feel like Mourinho hasn't soured to him yet. You know that's yeah. kind of the heart. This is why I'm not looking at Spurs for for a start is because I, I genuinely don't know which one Mourinho is going to put on the chopping block next Yeah, uh, Ali's potentially even looking at that suspension I don't know if that's been completely knocked on the head yet I mean uh, I haven't looked at it before we started recording but last I had heard basically you know that was a possibility now he did play this weekend and he did score but uh, and is yeah. that just because he threw the water bottle in a bit of a tantrum or no it is the whole Chinese thing the making the I think the racist uh the racist see charge. I don't know anything about this I yeah, heard so there's a racist I, charge and he's I think it's pretty much been like he's uh, it's a high chance he's going to be suspended I've heard that the, you know he's more than likely going to be suspended but I've no idea why because any pot I've listened to hasn't actually spoken about why so he did something racist uh, he did something right well yeah I someone. mean yeah he be, yeah it was fucking a little bit so you can look that up uh, Google okay. Ali being well there look, I'm sure that just multiple just, results that puts an X next to his name potential yeah. suspension uh, the only person that interested me from Spurs and I'll move on to West Ham in a moment because there's actually some interesting options there was Aurier but Aurier didn't start this last weekend I'm pretty it's sure. also 5 mil that's quite cheap, man. You know, for Spurs, for a defender, you know, with that with offering attacking returns, I don't think that's okay, bad. Uh, I do personally. think that he's like the best Spurs defending, like defensive option. Yeah, but mm-hmm. he's he's not even guaranteed to start. I and mean, he came on. Um, he didn't start this week. They played Tanganga right back, and uh, yeah. Well, actually, I think they started with a back five. I don't, I don't know. know what fuck but I, either I way, he, didn't he whip Ndombele yeah. off at half time or something like yeah, that? Yeah, yeah. He brought him on. He did a Mourinho on it. He brought him on and he kind of ended up playing kind of right midfield. Uh, so he was still attacking but I don't know. It's That seems too risky. So, 
I'm going to say those are the only kind of options to consider at Spurs. West Ham is much more appealing. Before you get into like Spurs West Ham or to into the West Ham side of things, who do you think is going to win between Spurs and West Ham? Like just break it break it down to brass tacks. In game week 31, Spurs home to West Ham. Like I don't even know who's going to win that one. Yeah, I can't really I'm, I can go, see... I'm going to say Spurs because I don't think they're going to lose every game this season. I can see them getting up for maybe a, a London derby, but again, West Ham like uh, have often shown up at White Hart Lane when it was White Hart Lane. I don't know if they'll show up at this stadium. Well, I mean, West Ham need to pull their socks up, and yeah. I think they narrowly lost to Arsenal one 0 this week. Uh, they'll probably, I know, like uh, it was only the one goal, but I, you know, I suppose from what at least FPL managers were expecting, they were expecting an absolute trounce, and so I suppose that's a, a mini victory in mm. itself, isn't it? They did look, um, they did look good, uh, West Ham uh, of late. Um, the, just better. <laughs> I yeah. wouldn't say good, but just better. Yeah. Oh, they look like they should. They should have beat Arsenal. Yeah. There's no two ways about it. And they had been um, pulled by the Charlton Curlies for a certain amount of time. They did. They did. Um. So they've been playing well against the you know the supposedly bigger teams, but uh, against Arsenal, Antonio. They also should... hammered Southampton the week before three one. Yeah. Yeah. And that was the game they looked really good in. Uh, Haller looked good. He was doing Rabonas and everything like that. Scored a goal. Out jumped McCarthy, and. Yeah, it, it, that kind of kind of got our interest, and seeing how well they did against Arsenal this week is also kind of going, well. You know what? These guys do have options. Uh, you've got Fornals who's getting assists. You've got Jordan Bowen, who's um, Jared. Jared Bowen. Is yeah. it Jared? Is it? I think it's oh, Jared. Jordan. Yeah. Excuse me. Uh, Jared Bowen um, scored his first goal there in that three-one game you're talking about, and uh, was lively at the weekend as well. But it's Antonio for me is the one who uh, I find the most interesting. Now, is he going to be worth the money? I have to actually double check what his price is because that's how seriously Key and I've been actually considering him. I don't know his price, and I kind of end up knowing most people's prices kind of off the top of my head, you know, from looking at them. Let's if they're a a, if they're a valid option, you tend to keep them in the back of your mind at some some kind of price point. Yeah. You could be out by point one or point two, but. Yeah. But in the back of my mind, I've kind of also blacklisted uh, West Ham's edge. Just don't go near them this season and you'll see, be okay. I think that's, that advice can follow through into Game Week 31, if you ask me. Yeah, definitely. But, I mean, if you... Like, I don't want to be stuck with any West Ham players or Spurs players after Game Week 31. Like, West Ham have Chelsea, Newcastle, Burnley. And then Spurs have Sheffield United away, Everton and Bournemouth. Yeah, but like, Newcastle are safe now, and Burnley are, you know, they're safe, safe too, and they're, soon they're not going to be really fighting for anything. So, you know, you're talking about maybe by game week 33, 34, these teams going to be on the beach. Maybe you wouldn't mind, you wouldn't mind having them, because these guys, West Ham, are kind of fighting for their life. Um, yeah, no, it's a tough one. It's it's only kind of, you'd only be getting them in because they've, they're fighting for some, you know, have something to fight for. Mm-hmm. Antonio is the one that interests me the most. He's 6.9. I've checked it up there. Haller is there for 6.8. You might get him because, you know, he's their only kind of real center forward. They can play Antonio with him as well. And they have looked good when they played the pair of them together. Um, yeah, those are the two. I'm not really looking at anyone else. Rice, Noble. Uh, Noble's on penalties. Mm. Snodgrass. If uh, if somebody was ruled out for a while, you know, if uh, Fornals or someone like that was injured, you might consider Snodgrass, but he's probably too much of a risk he only played one minute this game we've just gone and 12 minutes before that well as someone who isn't free hitting this week and all i can say is that spurs and uh, west ham are pretty far down my pecking order i think i'll be loading up on wolves and liverpool and then uh kind of you know maybe bouncing out whatever cheapies i can find i still need to look at that a bit closer yeah but uh, i believe we have one more question Seamus. yeah well the last question is uh from um 
at FPL underscore beer drinker. And it's not FPL related at all. He's just asked, what are our plans for St. Patrick's Day? Fitting. Fitting. I've, is this the last podcast before St. Patrick's Day? It's not. No, we'll be doing one next week. Um, we'll be doing yeah, one next the week. Next week yeah, next week is uh, Monday's the 16th. We must Paddy's do. Paddy's Day's on the Tuesday. Uh, we must do some Irish related nonsense. But uh, plans for Paddy's Day. Mine is to avoid the coronavirus. We found out today that the St. Patrick's Day parade has been cancelled in Dublin and Cork. I assume it'll probably follow suit in Limerick. But yeah, I'm just going to be locked away from crowds of people. You? I don't know. There's cowboys in Limerick. You know, so, there I is mean, cowboys in Limerick. They might just uh, disregard what uh, the general safety notice is. But mm. that being said, cancelling the parade is just going to put more people into the pubs. So this is probably a bad move from a public safety measure. <laughs> um, Seamus, there is nothing unhealthy about toxic alcoholism yeah I'm okay. going to be working St. Patrick's Day anyway so I'm not going to be doing yeah. a whole lot I'll um, now that you mention it I think I'm actually working I'll that. I'll have a whiskey or two in the evening a hot whiskey or something like that as I said, I'm trying to get rid of this cold so I've been like just supping on hot whiskeys and hot ports the last few days and uh, it definitely helps yeah definitely helps yeah. So, it helps you get through the night FBL nightmares don't keep you up no no so uh, yeah no no nothing exciting for me here uh, I think it's just going to be a case of the next couple of weeks are going to be on the down low with this whole coronavirus Baloney. Yeah. Uh, well, I think we can imagine what FPL beer drinker may be doing on Paddy's Day. Mm. Uh, shots. Shots. Shots, exactly. Uh, so that's the end of the drunk tank. Now, folks, we're not going to do a hangover mini league update this week because the game week still has the City and Arsenal fixture and we would be remiss if we were to give any false information. So that means we'll be back with a bumper edition of that in the next episode. But right now... It's time to get your balls to the wall. Alright, first balls on the line from last week were yours, Ger. Your first pick. You went with Aubameyang. Recall that? I do recall that. Now, we did say at the time it was only going to be for the first fixture. Yeah, we're not counting because... Actually, yeah, yeah we even... You could. said with that West Ham mm-hmm. game, it was still a good pick. And look, it was a great in, pick. on paper, definitely was, but actually oh, just weren't really at it. Absolutely we behind the proverbial couch at the you know in in those 90 minutes <laughs> of Arsenal versus West Ham because especially considering I got rid of Aubameyang two weeks uh, ago after like the week that he got his brace I was just thinking like if he just went off and does exactly what I'm yeah. expecting him to do here it's going to be you know, he got like 13 points against West Ham and only got two appearance points against Man City you know yeah. that's what I was expecting fully expecting to happen now I gambled against it because I had Aguero and it felt like too much of a sideways move to go to, you know Aguero to Aubameyang considering they both blanked in 31 and it wasn't 100% that I was free hitting yeah. there that stage closer to it now um, yeah he only got two points um, my next pick was, my first pick was Salah nine yeah. points a lot yeah. of people's captains this week including both of ours yep um and uh, second pick here, Vardy, whose points I can now update, which is 11 points. So you smashed it last week in the hot shots. Yeah, so I did quite well. So that's 20 points in the hot shots. Um, your second pick was Mane, who did excellent 13 points, but uh, it still gives me the win. 20 points to 15. Well, I mean, So we both did well yeah. last week. I mean, who would have guessed that Aubameyang would completely blank against West Ham? Yeah, 35 points from four players. Not too bad. Yeah, so, um, yeah. Puck, otherwise, uh, was that man Antonio you were talking about? You thought he was up for good for a goal, and he really should have had at least one or two goals. Yeah. He missed from a yard out. I watched it, and uh, yeah, no, he did. Uh, it, I think, like going back to Keane's question a while ago, and you kind of you did allude to it. If I was to go with any West Ham attacking option right now, 
it would probably be Antonio. Because he's fun to watch. He's like a freight train barreling towards defenders. He's like and a, the West Ham Traore. Do you know what I mean? Like, yeah. To, to, like, it's just that kind of just energy that he fucking yeah. has. And he's a big motherfucker. He's all yeah. upper back all and upper shoulders. Back, yeah. <laughs> and, uh, yeah, you can't stop him once he gets a head of steam up. No, um, I like the guy as well. But I only got one point last week. So fuck you, Antonio. Yeah. <laughs> I had, uh, I picked Sar, and he only got two points. No. They... They, did they seem to show up and think that you know they were going to win this week without having to put too much effort in? Uh, I just think Watford did it Watford. And I know they're not too great. Uh, were they home or away this week? They were away. Is that Palace they were playing? Yeah, it was. I mean, like, Palace are tight enough. And I don't know how well Watford travel. Yeah. No. Uh, I think they were just um, a bit overconfident. And... Like they, they did have chances, they just didn't really take it. I think the whole match against Leicester is going to be interesting. I mean, I have Sarah said in preparation for their game week 31 match against Burnley. Yeah. But fucking, you know, base. And it's, you know, it's not just Burnley, it's Burnley, Southampton, Chelsea, Norwich then. So, like, yeah. I'm going to stick through him for a little while. But yeah, no, I think uh, he's a six point, was it 6.2, 6.3 million midfielder. I don't need a shit ton of returns, but an assist here or there would be good. Yeah. Hopefully you get something against Leicester. Yeah. No good this week, though. Um, yeah, so I guess I won that one 2-1. to one. Mm-hmm. Not very high scoring. We could both say we failed on that. Uh, we both um, were in the money with our brain sheets. Boom. I first... Well, that's not a surprise, Shane. Yeah. This week was... There was more clean sheets this game week than there was in a Magdalene Sisters laundry. Yeah. There was definitely. so many. Uh, it was, uh, there was... That's where like most people's points came from unless you had Barnes or Vardy there was a lot of blanks up, for, up forward and in, in midfield even McCarthy didn't yeah. need a clean sheet McCarthy 12 oh. points your <laughs> pick you yeah. that's how he won I mean I had uh, O'Connell for uh, I said I was going backing uh, a clean sheet for um, so in the spirit of the competitions of the competition technically you nailed it like you yeah. got your clean I sheet I said uh, Sheffield United would have a clean sheet and, and you did. said I think Southampton will have a clean sheet Yeah. in actual fact you know I should really make McCarthy, you know, somebody like maybe if that was Stevens. Yeah, who you had this week, which I must say, didn't really mind losing the clean sheet because you had Stevens. I was like, you know what? Yeah, fuck it off. made no difference whether like he, your your guy still got the max bones. Yeah. Uh, so I mean, if I got six points for him, but it made the mental difference so you not getting that clean sheet. So that's why I was happier. Uh, I was like, I don't. I'll take a slightly less good week if you have a. Clanger of one. The, the annoying thing was knowing that you had Lascelles coming off the bench yeah. for Robertson. Yeah. Oh, that that was a killer. So if I can manage to steal him off the bench, I'll be happy. Well, you got your <laughs> bit of luck with Van Dijk getting an assist and some bonus points this week. So let's not yeah. like Saturday wasn't a bad day for you. No, you Saturday know? was delighted when yeah. I. It was one of those ones where Van Dijk plays in Mane, and I'm like, I don't have Mane, but I do have Van Dijk. Do I want him to score? Do I not? Mm-hmm. Well, I was sickened. I didn't give a shit about the you fact take that it was points. Mane. I was just like, "Fuck's sake!" They just lost their clean sheet, you yeah, know. Because yeah. when you do, when you lose a defender and you've doubled up, and you know that the double Liverpool defense, even triple Liverpool defense, is quite a valid option and is popular enough mm. that you don't have it this week. Everyone with Van Dijk or Gomez or uh, obviously not Allison either. He was injured this week, but they all have it. You really want them to concede. Yeah, I, they did concede. So you have your hopes raised, and he still got the assist yeah. and bonus. Points. Oh, I was. Just hoping he would like Should have been your high point. end up uh, <laughs> getting a, a header scoring one, but yeah. no, he didn't. Uh, yeah, so Breen Sheet to me. We must hot these up next week and see uh, where we're at at those. What was your Breen Sheet this week? No, I had O'Connell. Oh, for, so you had uh, the Sheffield United. United. So yes, I got yes. six points, but not as good as your McCarthy 12. Mm. So uh, never doubt a McCarthy. Yeah, fair enough. All right, so but balls to the wall, game week 30. 
Um, and I first picked this week. And uh, I your serve, Seamus. I w- there was, uh, looked at it, and I can't trust, can't tell who Pep's going to play in that Burnley game. Burnley are playing well, anyways. It's as it is. It's actually a bit of a bitch for the hot shots. This it's week. a really kind of yeah. It's a really bitch one. Um, Liverpool have a tough away game against Everton. No, they could be possibly. There's a chance they could win the title at that if uh, Man City lose to Burnley um, and lose to Arsenal. If they, I think they have to pick up four points in their next two games or something like that. Uh, and Liverpool. I don't know can win the title. Yeah, anyway, well, basically, if, different permutations. If City lose their next two Premier League matches, which they do play before yeah. Liverpool play their next, then the league is Liverpool's. Uh, hopefully, coronavirus is wiped us all out by then, and that's, yeah. that's not <laughs> a case. Don't slip to see that day. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I, it's hard to pick uh, those guys as well. So I went with Aubameyang, who's got a, an away game to Brighton. Brighton haven't looked great lately. Um, yeah, I'm just going to back that man. If anyone's going to score away from home for Arsenal, yeah. Yeah, it's, I mean, it's always the week after the week that you expected him to score a shit ton of points. It's yeah. like, oh, of course he got the hat trick against Brighton away from home, didn't he? Yeah. Yeah, no, I was a good pick. And that brought me into picks two and three. Uh, yeah, I went with the man I was banging on about there in the drunk tank a while ago, <laughs> Mr. Raul Jimenez. I think, uh, I know they're away, but as I said, I just, I don't know how many superlatives I can use for this man. I think he's. Always good for a goal, no matter who he's playing, home or away. If Wolves are playing well, Europa and, League, a worry? Uh, no, not really. I think um, no, I, I think uh, he's kind of just proved throughout the season that he's going to tip away. Yeah. Do you know? Uh, so I'm going with him in this. And my second pick is the man you were talking all about, and yeah, he is probably one of the most talked about players in the in the FPL at the moment. That's Bruno Fernandez. I know it's another tough away match to Spurs but uh, yeah he's just on such good form he's on set pieces he's on penalties uh, I don't have a reason to think that he won't continue a little bit of that this week yeah good so, pick I mean I, solid I was going to pick him but I didn't want to make him my, uh, my number one pick <coughs> you're going to have us all dead for the you finish this episode oh man yeah. dying it gets worse than evens yeah. um, with what I said about Liverpool already in the back of my mind I have gone for Mane as my second uh, pick (laughs) because uh, there is as I said a chance they're going for the title as well and it is a derby they're not going to roll over not going to be as lethargic as they've been in other games Mane is the player that looks much more on it than Salah if you ask me the last couple of weeks Um, yeah Salah I don't know there's something not very convincing about watching him play he's doing the same things but he doesn't look as clinical he took his goal very well um, but Mane just looks like the person who's getting into the box a whole lot more. Yeah, I Salah just seems to be. Anytime I look at him, he seems to be starting from the right a whole lot more. And it's very hard like, to come in from the right and stick it into the top bins, you know. I feel like no matter what player you have, you're going to look at the other player and go, mm-hmm. "Oh man, he's way more." It could very well. I feel like when I have Mane, I'm looking at Salah. It was actually more interesting for those who have foregone the, or you know, have decided to forego the Liverpool double defence and went with double Liverpool mids, double attack in Liverpool. Salah Mane they both came good this week so, yeah they've been you know. kind of uh, doing well the last three weeks and actually I think Mane has outscored, has not been outscored by Salah at all in the last four weeks mm, interesting um, yeah interesting but yeah those are those are picks so uh, Maya Bamiang and Mane to your Jimenez and Bruno Fernandes let the FPL gods do with them what they may mm-hmm. now this week's Breen Sheets Seamus do you think there's going to be a repeat of Game Week 29's uh Blanks. But, well, yeah, clean sheets. Yeah. Oh, we're going out to breach sheets. Sorry. Um, Where are we not? To, oh, yeah, I've skipped puck You skipped puck every single week. It's been at least 
three episodes since I've done that. I'm so. pretty sure if you go back and listen to last week's episode, you did the same thing. Who in their right mind would listen to? Yeah. Us? Um, <laughs> so what do you want? Do you want to do Breen Sheets first, or do you want to do Puck Fathers? Do Puck Fathers. Puck Fathers. I should be put in my place. Yeah. Puck Fathers, you would first pick, and you've gone for no Faithful for Arsenal. Yeah. Oh, yes. I'm going to let you try pronounce his name correctly there. I think it's like Nketia. No. You even had it a while ago. It's like Nketia. Nketia. Eddie Nketia. Don't actually learn his name. Just no, call no. him Necktie. Dude, I actually have him in my FIFA career team. Like, like I've signed him. I sh- And I still don't know how to pronounce his name. I mean, you, you looked it up before we started recording because Necktie could only go on for so long. But, uh, yeah, Nketia to FPL Chiefs. And I've learned it. I've gone ahead and... Uh, improved myself <laughs> as a human being but I've gone with him as my Pogfada it's a fucking uh, I like to say this but you know it's your definition of a Pogfada it's as fucking complete let's see what'll happen but he started the last couple of games for Arsenal now you did say in terms of a long term pick he reminds you too much of Martinelli and you saw what happened to him just suddenly losing his place after starting some like four games in a row but uh, yeah I think um he didn't play 60 minutes this week. He got 58. Fuck it. They've got an away match against Brighton. I'm going to put my, my puck fada on that man. Yeah, you got to gotta take it as it is. Um, he started the last three games in a row. Will he start against Man City? Who knows? Uh, he did get hauled, as he said, after 58 minutes. It does remind me of Martinelli, mm-hmm. um, where Martinelli was just playing and had played three games in a row, scoring two goals, and then all of a sudden hasn't played in the last three. Um <clears throat> <clears throat> and Martinelli had played a few games earlier in the season so maybe he'll just dropped unceremoniously out of the team Lacazette scored the winner this week having come on uh, for him playing centre forward so maybe Lacazette comes back in Martinelli was dropped because Martinelli had been kind of playing on the left and Aubameyang centre forward yeah. and they wanted to push Aubameyang back out left because that's going to be his best position really it'll be interesting to see but I think as puck files go I'm going to use it now because I might get another chance <laughs> yeah well uh, I think he's um I don't think Martinelli's going to come back in. I don't think he's going to put Aubameyang straight up front. Uh, so unless he loses it to Lacazette, which he could, but Lacazette has looked poor lately. I'm thinking next season for the FPL hangover, because we will be back, is that we keep track of our picks every week and you're not allowed to pick the same player more than once in a season. Yeah, that's good. That would make it fucking tough. That's a good one. Yeah, yeah, yeah she yeah, might yeah. do that. But that's why I'm like, but this week I'm like, I don't know if I'm going to get another chance for Eddie in my in my puck father. That so. would mean you can't just pick uh, Chris Wood or Wood De- De- or, or Wood or Burns or Delafeu yeah. again. Yeah. yeah, I'll have to look for odd uh, Burnley options. Oh look, oh. he's Dwight McNeil. Does like a last man standing type thing. Okay, well look, um, my pick for this week um, seems like points chasing. I suppose it is a bit, but if I look at the the fixtures here. I'm looking for kind of differentials. I like Chelsea against Aston Villa. Especially how Villa looked tonight. Aston Villa, not just tonight, for so long have looked really, really poor. Um, And you take your pick from Aston Villa. There's a lot of players there that are under 5% for Chelsea. A lot of players under 5% owned. I'd like to say, hey, how about Giroud? That's who I was originally going to go for. Um, I would have went with Giroud. Yeah, actually, maybe we'll go with Giroud. I think, like, well, again, I you're not going to Yeah, I, I, I would advise, uh, I think, for the week. Yeah, I'm going to I'm gonna pick Giroud. I'm gonna, that's who I'm going to pick this week. I was thinking uh, originally Pedro. He owned? Uh, he's 1.9% owned. He is 6.5 million. Knowing that uh, Tammy Abraham isn't back until the start of April, uh, we know he's going to play this week. Um, obviously, they don't have a game in game week 31. Um, but the games even after that looks good. I would like him as a decent option. 
But, you know, he's totally going to lose his place to uh, Abraham, you'd assume, when he comes back. So, uh, yeah, I'm going to change this from Pedro to Giroud. I'd imagine that is the wiser move. Now, this week, obviously, you know Giroud's probably going to be starting on the bench and Batshuayi will play up front or something like that. Yeah, but just to go with Giroud, he's got attacking returns in his last three, having started all three games. Goal, assist, goal. Nine, five and six points in that time. Um, yeah, he looks in form. He looks motivated. He looks handsome. Jesus. What's not to like? Yeah, true, 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 true. Uh, tell me, Seamus, what else have you left to do? Green sheets. Green sheets. Now we can get on to green sheets. Now we can get started. You at first pick. See, you were excited because well, you I, won with uh, McCarthy last week. So you at first pick. Yeah, I, yeah, no, for sure, for sure. Uh, I think just like the topic of last week was clean sheets. I mean, I, I was kind of... How many 1-0 wins were there? Yeah, I think like on Saturday night... Boring match today. With the exception of the Spurs, Burnley and uh, Liverpool, all the 3 o'clock kickoffs were one nils. Wasn't it, is am I wrong with that? that? Sounds or, and a nil nil. There was basically like a, yeah, because Wolves Brighton was nil nil. But there was like all every team scored one fucking goal, and I was like, oh look, clean sheets. Not they sure get we the need back to fact check that. That seems about right. Mm. Yeah. You the Wolves did. game was nil all. Yeah, yeah. The rest were all one nils, and uh, as I said, it was bookended by by uh, by two. You know, both scored, but we're doing breach sheets, and I have gone with Sheffield United, James. I've gone with your 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 tactic from last week. I think that. Yeah, I just they're such a solid fucking defensive unit, and uh, Newcastle they had to you know take what was it eighty minutes against a ten man Southampton to score yeah. once, uh, so I'm not really like again we say it every episode but they're bit, they're pretty fucking toothless and I'm confident uh, that any team playing against Newcastle is capable of clean sheet especially Sheffield United who have been so prolific in that area this season yeah I want to I'll have to look over the stats now to see if that's a good pick but you are right in saying that Newcastle have been pretty abject going forward they haven't been very good at all Um, they have looked good uh, the last two games I mean obviously they were a man up so they looked all over Southampton and it was kind of a back to the wall job before they finally got the goal Um, but even the goal was a mistake Um, say Maximum stealing the ball off I think it was Jan Valery mm. um, when he should have just cleared it earlier uh, but that being said they had plenty of opportunities this new formation they're playing seems to be giving them more chances Will whether that continues I'm not sure either um, way though they're not playing Southampton this yeah, week. they're playing Sheffield they're United they're playing Sheffield United yeah. who know how to keep a clean sheet and uh, yeah I think um, there's a, like I would think if there's going to be any game nil all next week could be that one what did you make of Lundstrom getting back on the, the score sheet this week 12 points a beautiful assist for Billy Sharp love a diving header um, yeah it was quality ball in um, not sure how likely that means he's going to start next game but yeah he looked uh, looked good I thought he, I thought I read somewhere that he won a penalty or something like that and I was like but no it was actually just a cross um, and he well, sold all three bonus points because he's a defender getting assists that's why um, yeah. I don't know if he had a remarkable I'm game other than that. I mean it's a bit sickening the fact that he's still sitting on people's benches and with the likes of this week Robertson not playing and things yeah, like that he's coming on and it's like oh there's your slice of FPL look but if it's, this is the season of Lundstrom in the sense of like he'll never ever be an FPL asset again he only does double digit hauls yeah but he'll never be an FPL asset again so I mean like once 2019-2020 is done yeah. you know we won't be talking about uh, the Lord anymore and uh, I'm happy to see him still pick up a some points because I don't actually think he's a decent option. I do okay. think his minutes are still. Did you actually say who your pick was from Sheffield United? 
John Egan. Yeah, okay. Did, yeah. I don't know if I did say it. I'm not sure if you're not, but just for their benefit. The Pretty sure benefit. I didn't actually. Yeah. Right. Egan, 4.5. Yeah. Good option. Had him a few weeks ago, got me an assist. Um, gets you set in a lot of corners and stuff mm. too. Um, I've gone for my pick for Crystal Palace and uh, quietly have been going under the radar three clean sheets in a row ever since Tompkins got injured and uh, Scott Dan's come into the team. But it's not Scott Dan I'm going for. I'm going for Cahill, 4.4 million. Um, really attacking against Bournemouth. Uh, Bournemouth are at home. But the amount of times Crystal Palace have shown up at a ground and are expected to be completely rubbish and the other team are going to walk all over them. Crystal Palace, you know, are now safe, supposedly. Yeah. Um, they always finish the season strong. They normally start the season poor and finish strong. They've started pretty okay. And I think they'll continue to finish strong. I think it's just in their DNA. Mm. Uh, Roy Hodgson's got him playing, you know, the way to keep um, clean sheets. Why does it? Why does? Why does? So, um, yeah, I'm going to back Wise Boys. And, uh, yeah, clean sheet for them. And maybe some attacking returns for Gary Cale about time. Yeah, about damn time. So that's our puck fellas, our hot shots and our breen sheets. I guess we can wrap it all up there, folks. Game week 30 is fast approaching, but before that gets here, there will still be the Arsenal-Man City match left to to kick what's left here, spirit, Seamus. Yeah. I'm sure that'll be devastated. Maybe Aguero, KDB coming on for five minutes at the end to remove any LaSalle's points. Or is oh, what I'm yeah. Imagining. I mean, I'm s- super surprised that Perez didn't come off the bench in this game to just get me a one point. I would have much preferred that. One one eighty ninth minute, just bring him on. Give Harvey Barnes the standing ovation he deserved. And <laughs> I'll be watching that game on Wednesday with um with Man City and Arsenal just to see uh if KDB comes on or not. Yeah. I already know that Aguero is probably not gonna play at all. Ugh. Then well, if he doesn't play, then he's probably gonna play against Burnley, is he? Oh, I don't even You'll at least be it. awaiting the team sheet news, because if KDB doesn't even feature as a sub, you'd be a happy man. Yeah, true that. But uh, yeah, I guess as I said, we'll leave it there. Uh, thank you for all of the questions, and I hope you enjoyed the episode. If you do want to reach out to us, you can get us on Gmail at fblhangover at gmail.com. And if you want to get us on Twitter, it's at fblhangover. Seamus, you're also on Twitter. I'm at fbldrunk. May yours be free. God bless.